Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. Happy Labor Day weekend. I'm Melissa Fox. On this episode, we'll be discussing predatory for-profit schools that have impacted thousands of our veterans across the country. With that in mind, we're going to talk about early childhood education as well. We've got some experts with tips to help children thrive inside and outside of the classroom. Are you prepared? There's always something swirling in the tropics. Peak hurricane season is on us. We've got tips for you so that you don't get into trouble in case there's flooding or wind damage. Also, we've got five tips to help extend your home's HVAC system. We'll be talking with several experts. All that on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. If If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652-800-513-1652-800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Are you a homeowner and need extra cash to pay off debt, medical bills, education expenses? Or are you planning for retirement? Homeowners like us have most of our money tied up in our homes. But what good does it do if you can't access your money with a real-life checkbook? Easy Knock offers a new way of getting cash out of your home. They buy it from you, and you stay in your home as a renter. And depending on your program, you can also buy it back at any time. If your credit score is not perfect, don't worry. Easy Knock can still help you get the cash you need. If your home is valued at $100,000 or more, take five minutes of your time to learn how to convert the equity in your home into cash. Give Easy Knock a call right now. 800-382-7624. That's 800-382-7624. It's the Florida Roundtable, and we all know by now that the Biden administration recently approved $3.9 billion in debt relief for over 208,000 students. We're also talking about thousands of student veterans who attended ITT Tech, Veterans Education Success. They are here, and they are connecting me with a wonderful lady whose name is Della Justice. Hello, Della. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. Now, you are the Vice President of Legal Affairs for Veterans Education Success. So tell me about this ITT Tech story and and what exactly is going on with for-profit colleges. Okay, so for ITT, the Department of Education found that the school had engaged in widespread misrepresentations to students 
about their likelihood of getting a job, how much the job would pay when they graduated. When schools go, when students choose to go to a school like IPT and some of these career schools, what they're really interested in is being able to get a good paying job. And so those types of misleading statements and misrepresentations entice students to come take out huge loans to go to that school only to find out that they were empty promises. So what the Department of Education found there was that IPT had made such widespread misrepresentations to the students that it decided to cancel the students' loans, which was a great uh, thing to have for the students that attended ITT. But unfortunately, if you were a veteran who used your GI Bill benefits to go to ITT, you're not able to get those GI Bill benefits back because under the law, students can't get their GI Bill benefits back even if the school engaged in fraud. So we're calling on Congress to change that law so that veterans who were cheated just like anyone else to go to a school that ended up providing them empty promises and false promises about what would happen after they graduated. We're asking that the law be changed so that they can get their GI Bill benefits back. What a great idea. Now, I know there's a student veteran that you're working with. She's not available at the moment for our interview, Tasha Burke-Halter out of uh, Lima, Ohio. And she was one who went to ITT Tech from 2006 till 2010. And she ended up with over $100,000 in debt from student loans. And, of course, no jobs. Thank you, ITT Tech. And that debt forced her to lose her home or car, move around. So what are you doing for folks like our veteran Tasha Burkhalter? So um, Veterans Education Success is a nonprofit organization that works on a bipartisan basis to protect the integrity and promise of the GI Bill so that veterans can uh, get in a, a good quality education. But uh, So we do research and advocacy, but we also provide free services to veterans and military-connected students who have questions about their education benefits. So for a student like Tasha, they can contact us and we'll connect them with what they can do based on the current law, whether they can apply for here, for instance, a borrower defense to repayment so they can get their loans canceled, or maybe there might be some other relief that they are entitled to. So they can contact us and we can help them, and I'll give you that contact information. They can send an email to us at help at vetsedsuccess.org. Um, if they have any questions or if they feel like the school that they're attending has engaged in any false or misleading representations to them. The good thing for ITT students, though, is the Department of Ed said that those uh, loan cancellations will be automatic for those students who attended from 2005 until 2016. Oh, that is fantastic. Hey, can you throw that website out there again for us? Yes. So our website is vetsedsuccess.org. And if uh, any student has questions about uh, what they may be entitled to, they can contact us at help at vetsedsuccess.org. Okay, vetsedsuccess.org or help at vetsedsuccess.org if you want to email them. So when you're a veteran and you've used your hard-earned GI Bill benefits, right, Mm -hmm. um, and then realize you're not going to get the value that you thought you were. Um, it, it's a shame that they can't get their benefits back. And that's most, why we're asking that the law be changed. That's right. And if you are stuck, one of those student veterans that we've been referring to, uh, help at vetsedsuccess.org or just go to the website vetsedsuccess.org. We've been talking with Della Justice. She's the vice president for legal affairs of Veterans Education Success. Thank you for helping us out with this. It, it really is an issue. And I mean, these people deserve better. So yay vets. Thanks for your service. And thank you, Della, for helping stand up for these folks. Well, thank you.
You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A jacuzzi bath system fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-517-6580. 800-517-6580. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-517-6580. That's 800-517-6580. 800-517-6580. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibella for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit BrainHealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at BrainHealth.gov. At the Florida Roundtable, we really are concerned about our kids. Parents are concerned as well, of course, because of the educational turmoil that was caused by the pandemic. A lot of kids were isolated, social skills kind of got pushed to the wayside, and parents may be looking for ways to help their kids relearn academic and social-emotional skills. So with that in mind, I've got a wonderful guest with me, Dr. Lauren Starnes. Is that how you say that, Starnes? Yes, that's correct. Oh, look at me. I got this name right. Well, that's first during the show today. Uh, So tell us a little bit about what the back to school looks like this year. Oh, that's a great question. We are so excited for back to school at Goddard. Uh, Being in the early childhood sector, we were a little lucky in that we were deemed an essential service. So we didn't have the degree of closures that public schools did. But nonetheless, we are seeing record numbers of children returning to school, excited to learn. Our teachers are excited to welcome them back. But, of course, we're all readjusting to the world, you know, as we're, as we're navigating our way out of the pandemic. What does it mean to be back around other children? What does it mean to be back in a group environment? Both good questions for teachers and children alike. Yeah, really is. And how is it looking? Are the kids doing okay? What have we seen? Now, see, Florida, we've been back to school now for almost three weeks. Most of our counties went back uh, at least a week and a half, two weeks ago. So we've already got a little bit of a barometer uh, showing that, first of all, we're lacking teachers. So I got to wonder how that's working. But more importantly, the social-emotional learning, 
Uh, and what's going on there? What should parents be looking for as they pick their little ones up from school? That's a great question. We know that COVID has caused immense turmoil and chaos for families and for communities across America. And that degree of stress is, has been present in the home, and children are not immune to it. Children know that the world has changed. They don't really have the conceptual understanding of why. Also, we know that children have been isolated at home more so than in previous generations of children have. So one thing parents should be very aware of and looking for is potentially a heightened degree of what's called separation anxiety. Children having a harder time leaving their family to go engage in group interactions. This is short term, uh, but parents may see children showing higher degrees of emotion, being a little clingier at drop off, et cetera. And the best thing a family and a parent can do to help their child with that is talk to them in advance. Let them know exactly what's going to happen and the order of events in which they're going to happen so that we eliminate any degree of surprise. And what I mean by that is we're going to get up in the morning and we're going to get dressed and have breakfast. And dad is going to drive you to your preschool. Dad is going to walk you into your classroom or give you a hug and kiss goodbye. And dad is going to leave, but he will be back after snack time in the afternoon. That way the child isn't surprised when the parent exits. Parents really should just be talking to their child, asking questions, and giving them these scripts. For a lot of young children today, they're encountering things for the first time, going to a grocery store in person, going to a birthday party, eating at a restaurant. These are things that are, we would consider normative, but for zero- to five-year-old children, they've had less exposure to because of COVID. What about all the masking and such? Are we still having uh, these requirements? Are children being uh, bullied at all if they want to wear the mask? Do we know any of these uh, of these uh, numbers? That's a great question. So at, at this point, masking is, is primarily being considered optional. And we do see some families choosing to send children to school in masks. We see some children choosing to stay masked, likewise with teachers. I think by and large, children are very socially accepting of each other. And while they may ask a peer, you know, why are you wearing a mask? Um, it's not deemed as, as inappropriate, and there's really no bullying taking place whatsoever. I think that we understand that it's a personal choice at this point, and I think young children have become so accustomed to seeing masks that it doesn't even strike them as that odd. So we talked about, I talked about how we have a little bit of a teacher shortage, but God bless the ones that are in place. And I have to ask, how are they helping children uh, with regards to the isolation and reacclimating into the classroom? Teachers are the difference makers. They are. They spend hours a day with children, um, helping them not only learn, but also engage with other children, engage with social interactions. Teachers are doing a great job of building relationships and connecting with children, letting them know that they're safe and that this is an environment where they can learn and have fun. Um, and teachers are doing a great job of talking with young children, reading books with young children. We have a great program in our Goddard schools called Life Lesson Library, where teachers re read children's literature aloud to children, and they ask questions to help the child make connections to social concepts like sharing and helping and being kind to other people. And it's these conversations through the characters in the book that help young children reacclimate and learn some of these key critical social and emotional skills. Our teachers are then partnering with families. 
because any any teacher knows that the learning starts at the home and continues into the school. And the stronger that partnership between families and teachers, the more well-adjusted the child. Um, so thank you to our many teachers who are out there um, who are working hard to educate our young children. Uh, they're making a difference in ways uh, that will extend for generations to come. Yes, they really will. And uh, hopefully these programs are, uh, are helping out, like us talking today. Parents get an idea that, uh, you know, it's going to be okay and that there are people that are advocating for their children. And, you know, it's going to be we, – we, we're never going to go back to the presumed normal but we can certainly work off of what we've got here and, and make something better for our kids. Now, if we notice, and I'm talking to Dr. Lauren Starn. She's the senior vice president and chief academic officer at Goddard Systems. Now, if uh, I should notice that my kids are kind of stressed out or maybe their, their first couple of weeks uh, see that they're anxious. How do I deal with that? And should I get the teacher involved as well? Sure. So I think if families see any kind of transition difficulties, please take a partner with the teacher. The teacher has the same goal and interest in seeing every child thrive and succeed. As far as in the home, parents should talk with children and actually script the behaviors they're seeing. When you come home, you seem tired. You know, you're frowning a lot. I, I want, I'm wondering how you're feeling. Label for the child what you're seeing and ask the child the emotions that they are feeling. It's really important. Young children can't always make the comparison. They can't always make the connection of my behaviors are connected to how I'm feeling inside. And so taking the time to check in with your child and ask them, ask them about things that have happened at school. Who, are, who have they met? Who are they playing with? What did they do you know, today in math class? And really spending time helping make and bridge those connections to get children talking. It's also important that if parents see that their child is showing any kind of anxiety, that the parent also model what they do in situations. The parent might say, there are days at work where I am so busy and I get so tired, and by the end of the day, I just feel exhausted. And the best thing I can do is I put on some music when I'm driving, and I sing really, really loud, and it helps me feel better. And by doing that, the parent is helping the child realize that we all work with through emotions every day, but they're also modeling for their child a very appropriate way to work through that and actually, you know, get those feelings out, if you will, whether that's through music or taking a walk or dancing. Um, children need to know those coping strategies. Oh, and they need I to know agree. them young. How are we teaching coping skills? Because, uh, you know, I see a lot of situations that could have been diffused had the children known how to direct their anger properly. Are there programs available for these kids? In our Goddard schools, it's part of our, our core programming is helping young children learn to label emotions, learn how to express emotions to others, learn how to get along with other, with other children. As I mentioned, our Life Lesson Library is another great way um, where these lessons can be taught through children's books. Parents are given copies of what the children are being read. Um, so the parents can continue having those conversations at home. But really, the best program is being fully present, engaging with the child, asking questions, and letting the child talk. Talk about what they're seeing, what they're hearing, what they're feeling with no judgment. Um, and then helping the child put emotion vocabulary to that. So the child knows in the future when I'm breathing heavy and I'm making fists and, and I feel hot and my heart is pounding, I'm angry. 
Um, and as silly as that sounds, when we can identify how we are feeling, we're better able then to rationalize the feeling and think of a better way to express it um, that's, that's pro-social uh, right. and helps the child. Hey, uh, I know a lot of parents probably could use some coping skills support. Is there any programs out there for them? You know, I would encourage parents to go to our website, goddardschool.com. We have a great set of resources for parents. There was a study out. That's great, by the way. And we'll hit that again before I close off this interview with you. But a study from Harvard said that 61 percent of parents still feel that the pandemic negatively impacted their child's social and emotional development, which is one thing that, you know, here on the roundtable, very much an advocate for the kids. And now the school years have begun uh, all over Florida. Various counties staggered out through the last few weeks. And research is showing that the students will do much better if their parents are involved. We're talking, what, higher grades, test scores, and, of course, as we've been speaking about, better social skills and emotional skills. And we're trying to get back to normalcy. With that idea, um, some maybe uh, uh, tips for the social-emotional learning and, and maybe why it's so important for our young children. You know, like two and a half and three. Social emotional learning at its core is learning how to identify how we are feeling and how others are feeling, how to label those emotions, how to express them, and how to interact with different people. The foundation of those skills does begin early in toddlers, in helping young children learn to identify those cues. And if you think about it, those skills that we start teaching our toddlers, how How do we express ourselves when we're mad or when we're sad? And how do we verbalize as opposed to tantruming? How do we be a good friend? How do we work through conflict when that child has the baby doll that you want to play with? While those are everyday child situations, those are skills that we as adults are challenged with ourselves every day. As we transition to new jobs, new homes, new communities, we meet new people. How do we learn how to interact with people? How can we be more aware of how we are feeling? How can we better verbalize at work our emotions and express them proactively for solution finding? All of those life and career skills that we are challenged with as adults every day have their foundation in early childhood. And the earlier we start focusing on building those skills in young children as early as one and two years of age, the better prepared we are in helping that child learn to navigate life in K-12 education and beyond successfully. Uh, that is just awesome. I mean, that in the t- in the nutshell is exactly what we need to do. And that is what's happening. Dr. Lauren Starnes, Senior Vice President, Chief Academic Officer at Goddard Systems. There are several locations right here in the Orlando area where we are based. But throughout the state of Florida, great information. Thank you so much for joining us today and for really caring about our kids' futures. Absolutely. Thank you. As a Marine, Jamie's team always had his back. As a civilian, when things got dark, they still did. Jamie was losing hope when he found the Florida Veterans Support Line. Connecting with his fellow veterans helped him get back on track. Now he gets to pay that support forward as a veteran care coordinator. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. Asking for help is hard. Call me. I've been there. Virtual meetings glitching. Videos endlessly buffering. Web pages never loading. 
the state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide internet speed test to identify broadband internet availability in Florida communities. Take the state of Florida's official one-minute speed test at FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to help improve internet speeds throughout the state. FasterFlorida.org. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed, we invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable. How you doing? You know, that Atlantic hurricane season's still floating around out there. Matter of fact, I just saw on the news that there's a couple of three things that are trying to make uh, and form and come together. With that in mind, you know, a combination of wind and wind-driven rain from a hurricane will cause major damage to your house. 
A lot of property damage associated with hurricanes occurs after the windstorm. We're talking about rain. And with that in mind, let's learn how to get prepared. Welcome, Dr. Ian Jimamanko. I almost messed that up. I almost got it right. I was so close, Dr. Ian. Go ahead, yeah, say good it. morning. Thanks for having me. Jimamanko? No? There you go. There you go. Really? Double mm? Okay. You are a lead research meteorologist at Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety, also known as IBHS. So um, tell us a little bit about the kind of damage that you can get from the storm first, and then tell us what we should do before the storm so we can reduce that damage. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody across Florida is no stranger to, to tropical systems and hurricanes. Uh, but one of the, the often overlooked parts of damage that actually comes from, from water intrusion, it's, it's rainwater that's driven by the wind that can, one, get through your damaged roof. So if your shingles are damaged, uh, that is a, a spot where water can easy come, you know, easily come in your roof. Uh, it can also come in around your, your windows and doors. So all those little cracks you see in the caulk and that kind of stuff around your door frame, water will find its way in when it's pushed by those strong winds. And so that, that's one of those kind of hidden things that, that sneaks up on us. We all think about the really strong winds and what that's going to do to the trees and our houses and our shingles outside. But then comes that water part that, that, that we talked about, of uh, water getting into your home. Oof, yeah. So when you get water coming into your home, hopefully, first of all, you're insured for that. So what should we do? Again, what should we do in front of the storm when we hear as i said that there are three things possibly coming together and forming storms down in the uh, you know in the tropical depression area what do we do what's the first step that we should really do yeah i think all of us have been holding our breath watching the tropics so yeah now is a great time to take some of these small steps that you can do right now while things are relatively calm we're just watching some disturbed weather out in the atlantic uh, so the first, take a walk around your home. Look for the, all the stuff that you need to pick up. So that's those movable objects, the lawn furniture, things like that that can become flying debris. Know how long it takes you to put those things away. So just kind of inventory those in your mind or even write them down, use a spreadsheet, whatever. Just know what you got to do. Um, next piece, take a look at those trees that might be overhanging a roof. The last thing we want is the limbs coming off in high winds, and it, it doesn't take as much wind to knock tree limbs down as it does to actually damage a home. So we don't want those limbs falling on the roof. That damages the roof cover, whether that's shingles or tile, things like that. And that opens up an avenue for water to get in. Water getting in, that's bad wherever it comes from. Another thing, while you're walking around your house, look at those windows and doors. Look for cracks in the ceiling. Get a tube of silicone caulk, seal those up. That's a great, easy tip you can do. And then, as always, have your home inventory. Take your phone out. Go take your pictures of all your stuff, your keepsakes, your washer, your dryer, your televisions, your laptops, your tablets, all of it. Make sure you've got it on your phone, backed up in the cloud somewhere. So if something happens and you do have to file a claim, water gets in, something like that, or you have damage to, say, a window and those kinds of things, and you have some of your interior contents damaged, you got all that stuff right there at your fingertips to talk to your insurance agent and work your way through the claims process to make life just a little bit easier. So now is a great time to take some of those tips. And one of the, the good ones, too, if you're, if you're one of those folks that have a generator, take it out and give it a crank. Make sure it's working. That's one of the things you don't want to do the day before. We've got a you know hurricane <laughs> headed inland. We were under hurricane warning. It's starting to rain on you. You don't want to have to do that stuff. And then that same goes for shutters. If you have your shutter systems or plywood, just pull it out. Give it a check. Give it a once over. Make sure you have all the hardware you need. And, and be ready. It's, it's going to help reduce some of that anxiety. Uh, we, we know a storm's going to happen. It's just, you know, have all that stuff ready so you're not having to do it at the last minute. 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. We're talking with Dr. Ian Giamangmenko. It was close. We'll get it right. All these names, words on paper, very hard. But I do know that Dr. Ian has it figured out because he's the Senior Director for Standards and Data Analytics. He's also a lead research meteorologist. So um, how did you get involved in all of this weather stuff, Dr. Ian? So, so you'll, you'll like this story. When I was 12 years old, and, and South Floridians are going to remember this storm, it's the A storm. It's Hurricane Andrew in 1992. Yeah. It made its last landfall in South Louisiana. I was 12 years old, grew up in Baton Rouge, and I wanted to be Jim Cantori so bad at 12 years old. I didn't go the broadcast route, but I realized I loved the weather and I wanted to be involved. And so, of course, over the years, I you know, went through, got my, my bachelor's of science degree in meteorology, went on to graduate school, and, and kept on going to, like, the 21st grade or whatever, um, <laughs> knowing that I love doing research. Um, really where the weather meets our built environment. That's our homes and businesses and what the weather can do, not just hurricanes. So I'm fascinated by the weather. I'm a self-proclaimed weather nerd like a lot of us meteorologists. Uh, but that's my story, how I uh, got involved. It, for a lot of us, it's, it's one of those severe weather events that, that makes us kind of stand up and say, hey, I want to I wanna go do this. Yeah. yeah. See, that's crazy stuff right there. I, I was going, just, just a little side story, I was going through a box of stuff from my, my relatives, long past relatives, and I found a little book from the late 1800s, which all was in it was just the weather for every day. Just the weather. The temperature, the type wow, of... That- yeah. Isn't that crazy? So even even our founding fathers, think Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, all kept detailed weather records. And everybody knows about Ben Franklin and all that. So oh, yes. I, I used to tell my students, you know, everyone talks about the weather because what's the first thing you do when you get up? What's the weather? I need to know what to wear. Yep, exactly. So with that in mind, let's get back to our little peak hurricane season preparedness talk, shall we, Dr. Ian? Um, we've talked about some low-cost ways that you homeowners can get prepared but why should you, and you mentioned this a little bit, why should you contact your insurer prior to the hurricane season usually to find out your coverage? What else? So that's, that's number one. And you should do this every single year. Sit down with your agent, go through your policy, make sure you're covered, make sure you've accounted for any changes you've made to your home, those kinds of things, and make sure, one, we're keeping up with you know, some of the demands of the, that's going on right now with, with inflation and things like that. So regardless of the severe weather type, whether it's hurricanes, severe thunderstorms, whatever, it's a great idea every single year, have that mapped out, sit down with your agent, make sure you know what your coverage is, and then make those adjustments when you have to. Yeah, we all have to make you know, our own personal business decisions about what we can do, what we can't, but at least review it, go through that, have someone lay it out for you. And if you have questions, it gives you a great time to ask. The second part of that is to, to remember that, that Flooding itself is covered through the National Flood Insurance Program, and they are separate from your homeowner's policy. That's just something to make sure you keep in the back of your mind. I don't live in a flood zone, but we have flood insurance. Mm-hmm. Anywhere it rains, it can flood. It's a great idea to have it. It's a great backup. And um, those are some of the things that, that we encourage folks to have. So, so have your agent's number in your cell phone. Be able to get a hold of somebody at your carrier very quickly, even if that's through the Internet. Just make sure you bookmark those pages and things like that to make life just a little bit easier. And I know we love to procrastinate, right? We're humans. <laughs> yeah. But these are some of those few things that, that can help get you ready for hurricane season, ready for that next storm, and reduce some of the, the really big frustrating things that come if you have to deal with damage. Uh, for myself, I'm one of those procrastinators, but I'm lucky I got my wife who stays on top of us <laughs> and uh, 
make sure we get all that stuff done. Uh, she's an engineer, so I, I've got that in the back of my in, in my ear, uh, making sure we're ready. <laughs> the structure, things like our documents, all that good oh, stuff. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, I know it's hard right now. High inflation. We've got building costs that are rising. Property taxes are going up. How can I, as a homeowner and our listeners, uh, prevent being underinsured during the hurricane season? So that's absolutely a great point. And that's one of the things you really need to sit down with your agent and look at your policy. Look at those details about it and figure out what is the most economical but the best coverage for you. A lot of us are underinsured, and some of it's just simply we haven't kept up with the, the changing value of our property. So it's something you really need to talk to your agent about, walk through all those things, and ask those questions. We ask questions about everything. So this is, a, this is something we should do uh, as well, and that's a way to find what's the right balance for you. And everybody's different. Everybody, we've all got different business decisions to make in our household. Um, but those are some of the things to, to talk with. And we really do want folks to engage with, with their insurer and talk through it, um, not just for hurricanes, but anyone who deals with severe weather. And that can include winter weather for some of those folks, too. So all of it, um, it really is a way to make sure that you can get through that process if you do run into one of those bad days after a storm to make life just a little bit smoother for you. We've been talking to Dr. Ian Jimmanko. And, uh, hey, Jim, uh, Dr. Ian, where can we go for more information? Yeah, so for all of these little things and, and a whole lot more, please visit disastersafety.org slash hurricane ready. You can also just Google IBHS hurricane ready or disaster safety hurricane ready. You can find our hurricane ready guy. <laughs> got all these little small tips like we just talked about these really affordable really nice things you can do in a couple of days or a weekend all the way up to bigger projects like if you're re-roofing what you can do to really strengthen your roof system most of these high wind events hurricanes are no different the damage starts right there with your roof so that's one of those big places if you're ready for a re-roof it's a great time to go do some extra work so disastersafety.org slash hurricane ready and all those tips are right there to help you uh, be ready and be safe for the next storm 20 years of experience researching the weather and more. Dr. Ian Giamanco, thank you so much for helping us stay prepared during the peak hurricane season on the Florida Roundtable. You are most welcome anytime. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. More Roundtable coming up next. By the way, you can always find a replay on the iHeartRadio app. Search Florida Roundtable. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's samhsa.gov support. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. 
The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Technology has made instant entertainment an everyday reality. And as Americans, we do love to be entertained. From apps on our phones to social media, from Netflix to YouTube, we literally have thousands of entertainment options at our fingertips. And although we have to be careful with the content, there's nothing wrong with being entertained. Unless we start to think that the goal of life is to be entertained. Entertainment is a distraction, and it can keep us from paying attention to what's most important. Ask yourself, how much time do you devote to entertainment? Do you think it's possible to have too much of a good thing, especially when that thing isn't the main thing? And what is the main thing? The Bible teaches that you and I were made to know God and make Him known. That's the main thing. The goal of life is not to be entertained, but to enjoy fellowship with God through His Son, Jesus. This is Brian Wright speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. That's Anthony. He's on the line here to tell us how to keep our uh, HVAC, our HVAC, healthy. So that's a good thing. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Anthony Carino, how you doing today? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm well, thank you. I appreciate that. Why is it so important to maintain your uh, your, your home heating, venting, and air conditioning system year-round. Hmm? Yeah, so, it, you know, it's the thing that keeps you and your family comfortable. Um, and, you know, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's the thing that filters the air in your home, too. So we're talking about, you know, healthy air that you want your family breathing. So, you know, there's a couple of simple things you can do to maintain that system. As a homeowner, it requires no tools. It requires really, it, I, I hesitate to even call it a DIY project. Uh, you are doing it yourself, but it is, it is no power tools required. Um, you know, so the number one thing that I, I want folks to realize is that you've got to change the filters on this thing. It won't do it itself, uh, and it makes a big difference uh, for extending the useful life of this equipment. If you've got to replace an HVAC system, it can be anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars. It is uh, it is expensive. It is complicated. It's disruptive to your life. It makes a mess in your home. Um, but if you change your filters on a regular basis, you're going to extend the life of that unit five, maybe even ten years. So the idea here, if you have allergies, asthma, or pets that shed, you want to be changing that filter every thirty to forty-five days. Uh, and if you don't have any of those conditions, you can change it once a season, so every 90 days. So, oh. Filters are about five bucks. Yeah. 
So it's a, it's a lot cheaper to change those filters than it is to, to, to have to swap out that whole system. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I do. This is HGTV builder and home improvement expert Anthony Carino. And we're talking about how you get, no, is it HVAC? How do we say that? I, I've never, we don't even have the heat. Yeah, HVAC. You got it right. Okay. Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. You, you, you nailed it. Uh, all right. Well, that's a first. Uh, but keeping everything in optimal working <laughs> order is the plan here. And, uh, you know, your tips are DIY approved, right? But sometimes. We're going to have to put down the wrench and call the pros. Now, I, I constantly am blowing water through my system because I had husky uh, dogs, and, and I had to change my filters about once a week. I'm just kidding. No, once every two wow. weeks, in all honesty, because I had huskies, and they really shed. But what kind of tips yeah. do you have for someone like that who's a dog owner? It's Florida. It's hot 90% of the time. Right. So, yeah, there, there's like there's three main things you want to you look at. Um Number one, if you see any kind of water water leaking around the air handler unit, around the condensing unit, uh, definitely definitely want to call in a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, if your HVAC system is making any kind of irregular noise, so you know HVAC. I mean, I, I own a train system. It runs very very quiet. Mm-hmm. If I hear anything coming from that system, I know that there's an issue, and I'm going to call my train uh, comfort specialist right away. Uh, and then last but not least your temperature fluctuations. So if you've got your thermostat set to a specific temperature and you're noticing the house is getting hot and cold and hot and cold, it's not keeping a constant temperature, you've, you've got some balancing issues uh, in your system as well. And that's another reason that you're going to want to call a tech. Now, one other thing that I want to mention here is regular service. So outside of, of seeing these issues, I highly, highly, highly recommend service twice a year. Now, you're in Florida, so heat to you guys is, is not as critical. Um, but, you know, you do not want to be without air conditioning in August in Florida. I know it. My sister-in-law, brother-in-law live down there. Um, you know, we, we love visiting, and uh, we, we always appreciate that air conditioning work and well for us. So the idea behind service is the same as a doctor's visit, the same as a checkup. You get checked up once a year. You're not waiting until you have a heart attack before you're on the operating room table. It's the same principle with your HVAC system. If you maintain it along the way, it's much cheaper to repair than it is going to be if you have a catastrophic failure of any type. So just simply scheduling that yearly or biannual maintenance. Um, I like to do it in the spring and the fall when the temperatures are, are more moderate and they're not at their extremes. Uh, it means that the service techs are not out on as many service calls. You can have that service call done more efficiently, more economically, uh, and you just want to maintain the general health of your system. Well, that makes sense to me. Uh, now, we have listeners up yeah. in the northern part of Florida who might actually get cold, and I know there are well, a lot of people use alternatives like natural gas, which is getting very expensive. I understand that one sure. in six home right, homes right now can't afford their, their electricity bill, but are there any alternatives? The gas, the electric, is that better? Do you, what's, tell me about these options. Yeah, so, you know, again, as, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a train user. I'm a train believer. Um, I, I've seen the paces that these folks, you know, put their equipment to testing through. And I also see the technology that they push. So I installed, uh, three years ago now, I installed one of their newer dual fuel units in my home uh, up in the Catskills, which sees extreme temperatures. I see 90s, 95 on the high end, and I see zero on the low end. 
So a dual fuel system actually utilizes an electric heat pump and a gas furnace together, and the system is smart enough, is technologically advanced enough to know which heat source to use to operate most efficiently. So the idea is electric heat runs very efficiently when you're over 40 degrees ambient temperature. As you begin to drop below 40 degrees ambient temperature, um, it, it becomes more efficient to use gas, whether that's natural gas or propane. The train units you know, are convertible. They run on both or either. Um, so that dual fuel unit is really interesting uh, mm-hmm. be- because it integrates both fuel types and knows when to use which for the most economical uh, operation. We are talking with HTV builder, home improvement expert, Anthony Carino. You may have seen him on the Build.TV series where he transformed a firehouse from the 1800s and made it into your modern day home, which is absolutely beautiful. And then the second season was released the end of last year. And uh, that stone house, how, rather that stone house renovation in New York, very very nice. Lots of hacks and Thank such. You. Mm-hmm. Very important to watch that if you get a chance. Now, where can my listeners go for more information about what we talked about and also about your shows? Yeah, so uh, my show you can check out at thebuild.tv. Uh, it is free. Uh, anybody you know, anybody who's interested in home renovation, anybody looking for tips, tricks, uh, you know, product information, etc. Uh, all of that is there on thebuild.tv. And then for what we're talking about here today, uh, you can do a deep dive on Train's website. They've got all this information and more. So you go to trane.com/residential. Fantastic. Well, thank you so very much. You know, we're in the dog days of August here, so I think this morning when I got up about 6-something, it was uh, 80 degrees, so very comfortable. Oh, boy. And Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good luck with that. Thank you. I appreciate you, Anthony. Yeah, so so be glad where you are. I'm just going to say, it's hot. Thank you so much for joining us on the Florida Roundtable. You've been a lot of fun, Anthony. Take care now. Thanks again. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Help stop soldier suicide. Register now for VetFest 2022, where military and civilian communities stand together to help stop military and veteran suicide. Run, walk, or ride. 100% of the proceeds go to reducing suicide using enhanced data insights, focused client acquisition, and best-in-class suicide intervention services. And thanks to partners like Capital One, 2022 is on track to be another record-breaking year. For information on how your community or company can get involved, visit StopSoldierSuicide.org slash VetFest. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your Ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Are you getting the internet speed you need? The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free internet speed test. 
The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test. Jennifer knows firsthand that not all military trauma is combat related. As a sexual assault survivor, she left the service and tried to move on, but the depression and nightmares never left. Jennifer got the help she needed. Now, she works at the Florida Veterans Support Line, using her journey to help fellow vets find the support and resources they need. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. If adjusting to civilian life is hard, call me. I've been there. What if one day you went to your secret hiding place? You know, that spot that only you know about? And instead of what you came for, you found something a little different. What if, instead of your private stash, you found a simple phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Would you make the call? The truth is, all drug use comes with risk. Before those risks become real, before drugs turn your life upside down, before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. If you or someone you love is struggling with drug use or prescription drug misuse, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash thereishelp. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.